Hey, business building warrior, welcome to Silent Sales Machine Radio. I'm your host, Jim Cockrum, and I've got a guest who I'll bring on the line in just a moment today. We've heard from many listeners over the years, including today's guest, who said his favorite episodes are the ones where we interview a student who is overcoming the obstacles, destroying the excuses, and building the business of their dreams using the strategies that we teach inside our flagship course. I'm talking about the Proven Amazon course found only at provenamazoncourse.com. Today's guest, his name's Ryan. He's married with a couple of young kids, dives into his story today and how he's integrated his young family into his business. It's really a beautiful story of going from not knowing much at all about e-commerce, although he does own another small business, but knowing not much about e-commerce to doing really, really well, really fast. They built a beautiful business. His trajectory is fantastic. As of January of this year, he was brand new, didn't know anything. January of 2023, here we are entering June of 2023 as I'm recording this episode, and his business has exploded. He's got his kids involved, like I mentioned earlier. They keep track of their monthly rolling sales. They're hitting goals as a family, talking about taking trips because of the results that they're seeing. So their kids are excitedly monitoring the progress of the business with him. He talks about how he finds the great inventory that he sells. He, of course, is following the replens system that you've heard on hundreds of podcast episodes where we've interviewed replens students from our community. So that's basically helping Amazon fill the underserved shelf space in their warehouses. We've identified a beautiful system for doing that. We've got thousands of students doing it. It is a fantastic business model that's never been stronger and it's never had a brighter future once you truly understand the opportunity. And as Ryan will attest to, he's already found 500 replens and he's doing extremely well, building the business out, starting to hire some virtual assistants. You'll hear him talk about that a little bit on today's episode as well. Got some VAs in the Philippines for a few dollars an hour, starting to help him scale his business. This is a guy to keep your eye on. He's on a great path. He's following the program. He's following his coach's instructions and he's seeing tremendous results. So excited to bring to you yet another great success story from the Proven Amazon Course community. Before we jump into the episode, if you're listening to this before July 2023, you need to go check out theprovenconference.com. That is our live event. It happens once a year. This is our 11th annual gathering. About 600 of us listeners to this podcast, the students that you've heard interviewed, the great coaches on our team. We're going to be presenting 40 breakout sessions over 30 days in Columbus, Ohio. Get your tickets. Get there. Join us. If you can't join us live, join us virtually using our live stream option, which gets you all of the event recordings, a tremendous value, about a dollar per session for most people, just crazy inexpensive to get the latest cutting edge ideas from the most successful leaders and coaches on our team. You're going to absolutely love this event. All kinds of new topics we've never talked about before. We're not rehashing. We're actually helping the new students. Yes, of course, we'll get you up to speed, but there's all kinds of brand new concepts and strategies that have just launched that we're going to be diving into at this event as well. This is a can't-miss event if you're into e-commerce or Amazon selling, theprovenconference.com. Okay, with that introduction, let's jump over and meet today's guest, Mr. Ryan Otwell. You're going to enjoy it. Thanks for joining us. 
So Ryan, thanks for joining us today, buddy. Thanks for having me. It's truly a pleasure. Can't wait to get to know you a little bit, man. Let's dive into your story. Sure. So I'd have to back up a little bit and let you know, I this is not my first business. I started a pool service business about five years ago, and it was it was the great a great decision in our life. Um, it was hard to make because I had a comfortable corporate style job, okay, good benefits, and kind of plunged into business ownership. It was really good for our family, but it it couldn't quite give us the the vision we had for our family. Understood. So, um, so profitable, but not quite. Yeah, it, it to gave the point where day to day, it gave me a lot of time back in my life. I was yeah. able to have better relationships with my family financially. Sure. It was better, sure. but um, I was the business. So essentially, I I created an excellent job for myself. Yeah, a, a treadmill almost that you're operating yeah. that you know that pays the bills. But yeah, and it it was hard to take two weeks off at a time, right? So right. like I could take a week off here, a week off there, but two weeks was hard. And my wife is from Hungary. So we'd like to go travel and, and see family there. But, you know, you don't travel overseas for one week. You got two or three days travel time there, travel time back. So Right. Two, um, three weeks we, minimum to do that. Right. So we, we have really been looking for something to offer us more of that flexibility and gotcha. um, more opportunity in life. So was looking into some e-commerce stuff for a while. And about a year ago, I, I opened up my Amazon account. And... I, I knew nothing about replans, didn't really even know private label or anything, but I wanted to do some t-shirt designs. So I designed some t-shirts, had fun with that, put them out there and didn't do anything with it. You know, didn't do any marketing. And as, as you can imagine, it didn't go anywhere. <laughs> so, yeah. And then later I came up with an idea to design some novelty certificates. And I did that like the second half of last year started making them at home. I was printing them at home, assembling them at home and put them out on Amazon. I, I did everything you're not supposed to do, everything you say not to do. Like I started my own website, tried that. It, it was hard to get traction on it. Out of the blue, I don't know how it happened, but around Christmas time, they took off and uh, people started buying them. So it, it, it climbed the ranks. It was a top product in its category for new products. It was number one new product in its category. And it was selling like crazy for a few days. Like we sold um, their $15 price point. We sold, I think, seven dollars or $8,000 in just a couple of weeks. That's and awesome, dude. I love I those stories. Working my business and trying to do this on the side. And it was all from home. So I was like putting yeah. them together and trying to fulfill from home. And I was like, I can't do this. Like, this is too much. <laughs> so I started looking into FBA. Like, how does this whole thing work? I've heard of it. I don't understand it. I started looking for more information on, on how to get Amazon to help me with this, this venture. And uh, that's when I came across your podcast. And okay. that's actually one of the benefits of the pool business is that I listen to podcasts all day long. So yeah, you got your, you got tons your of education, just like fill them out. earbuds in while you work. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Exactly. So um, when I came across your podcast, I, I really liked it. And for, for a lot of reasons, not just the business aspect, but um, I really like how you have a holistic view on things. You know, it's, it's part of your life and, and the way you live your life impacts everything. You know, it's not just, yeah. just about business. So I really enjoyed that. And um, just hearing about the replens model and it was intriguing. So what I did was I went to Publix, 
and this was before Christmas, I bought a couple, uh, a few boxes of buy one, get one free chocolates and got them in a box and sent it to Amazon. And we went on Christmas vacation. And I listened to Silent Sales Machine all the way up to Tennessee. I'm down in Florida. Nice. So you road tripped all it. The way home. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, a couple of weeks later, it took a while for him to get checked in and all that. But a couple of weeks later, those, those chocolates sold. And I was right. like, this is, this is really interesting. Proof and of concept. Yeah. Yeah. And I kind of, I got the Amazon bug when we sold all those certificates. I was like, this yeah. is, there was a huge opportunity here. I yeah. didn't understand it. I didn't know how to do it. Yeah. But I knew like there's there's something big here. So, sure. I mean, when it first starts to click in your mind, okay, wait a second. Mm-hmm. Half of all transactions approximately on the internet every day in the United States are on Amazon. That's a lot of people, man. There's a lot of ways to get your stuff in front of those eyeballs and, and build a business fast once you kind of know what you're doing. Yeah, I love it. So it started clicking. And what a blessing that you don't have to attract those customers to no. see your stuff. <laughs> You just find those underserved yeah. shelf spaces, as we say, right? Yep. There, That's there's, the magic. There's, there's not very many good excuses. I mean, we're born in the U.S., first of all. We Preach. didn't have to invent, invent the internet. That's we right. didn't have to build Amazon. We didn't yep. have to build warehouses across the country. Yep. We you, don't have to, to, you don't we have, have to save up a bunch of money. You yeah. don't have to study for years. Nobody cares what your educational background is or what your race or ethnicity or gender. No one cares about yep. any of that. Right. And I didn't even have to figure out how to do it because there's trailblazers who they, you know, went through the Amazon jungle and they cut a trail and they're standing there with torches saying, hey, come this way. Yeah. Welcome you know? to my world, man. Yeah. I'm like, that's why I say this podcast is it's, it's an excuse killer. Like it should come with a warning. Like if you mm-hmm. live your life relying on those excuses for not having your own business and you think you got a pretty nice list, you know, that you rest on at night under your pillow, like these are all the reasons why I can't start a successful business. Like we're gonna just we're gonna shred that list in yep. about 10 episodes. Absolutely. <laughs> because you meet all these incredible people that are that are doing it. Yeah. The trail's been blazed. I love that uh, word image. Yep. So uh before, right around Christmas time too, you guys had a, a sale on the pack. I think it was like a buy one, get one free deal. Yeah. So, Bless a friend with the proven yeah. Amazon course. So okay. I did that. I, I bought the annual, I don't even remember what it was, 500 bucks or something. I, I didn't want to do the monthly subscription. So I, I paid for the annual, or I'm sorry, the uh, lifetime. The one time, yeah. And I'll tell you, there, there was so much value there. Thank it you. paid for itself so quickly. What I, I remember this vividly. I still have not finished any of the modules. Like I've started a few of them and I haven't finished because I'll dive into one, I'll get some really good information and I'll go put it into action and I don't have time to go back and... (laughs) That's the way it's supposed to work though, man. This is a earn as you learn adventure. It's not a read 50 books and then get started adventure. It's uh, it's just in time information instead of just Mm -hmm. in case. You've heard me talk about that probably before, right? right? Just in time info. We love it. Yeah. So well done, one of the man. things that really clicked for me was it was the Amazon 101 course. I was going through that one. And towards the beginning, they they start explaining to you about the difference between scanning a product versus, you know, keyword searching for that product. Mm-hmm. So I had been scanning stuff in my pantry and I'm not, you know, I'm having trouble finding things and I'm seeing products like this should be on Amazon and it's not. Well, I saw that little bit of information in the pack and I went to my pantry. And the item that was not on Amazon, I typed it in. Not only was it there, it was there on multiple listings. 
And some of them were um, multi-packs. So right. some of those things, they weren't, they weren't profitable. They weren't worth trying, but there was a multi-pack and it was profitable. And I was just like, oh, that's... <laughs> it's been moment. right it's there amazing. under my yeah. nose. Yeah. It's those so, little light bulb um, moments. I love it. When that happened, we just hit the ground running and mm-hmm. um, started putting in the hard work. Since I, I knew this opportunity was there, I told my wife, I was like, I just, I need six months. You're not going to see me. I'm not going to have a life. I'm just going to be working a lot, but give me, give me six months. And part of that was because I was listening to so many of your podcasts and just getting pumped up hearing all the success stories. I'm sorry, Mrs. Otwell. That's yeah, my fault. Yeah. <laughs> she wasn't so pumped up. She wasn't listening. She didn't see the vision that you know sure. I, I knew was possible, but she's very supportive. She's entrepreneurial. That's awesome. Man. She supported me and she's like, okay. So it took a few months for her to see the results. Sure. And now, you know, she she's totally pumped up as well. Oh, that's beautiful. What's her name, Ryan? Andrea. Andrea. I'm married to an Andrea who wishes okay. people called her Andrea. <laughs> well, I'm married to Andrea that everybody calls Andrea. So <laughs> there you go. Man. Does it drive her nuts? No, she's she's used to it. Oh, okay. That's funny. Is she I'm coming married. to the event? We're planning on it. Yeah. Awesome. Because well, they can commiserate about their name. Right. Yeah. We've got some family up there in Ohio. So they might go spend some time with them as well. But yeah, we're, we're planning on her and the kids coming as well. Cool. We'll talk more about that later. I don't want to throw you off track right now. Sure. But so you're starting to you, you dig in your pantry, start to find some momentum. Yep. And then uh, just, you know, I just trusted what I, I kept hearing everybody say. I was not finding replans, but the way everybody was talking about it, I knew they were there. I just, it's just going to take the time to find them. And mm-hmm. so I, I turned off TV. I stopped consuming news. Good for you. Um, if there was any time that I wasn't working in my other business and or spending time with my family, I was I was focusing on this, trying to get traction here. I love it. You know, we've come up with a name, and you've probably heard me use this before if you've listened to a handful of episodes at this point. But we've got a name for that period when you first get started, and you you very wisely told your wife it's going to look a little different. Well, I dig in, but we're, I'm on to something. Not always going to be this way. But there's a period of what we call, do you remember what we call it? Intense focus effort. Nailed it, dude. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. We've used that phrase many times around here. It's, it's not about balance. It's about getting out of balance. To, yes. Like, Let's build this. And then we'll have this nice, healthy balance, mm-hmm. you know, whatever that is when you got businesses and kids and obligations. I don't know that person who's balanced. It's kind of like equally out of balance at all times, maybe. Right. Uh, but that period of intense focused effort, exactly right. Where you're just you get, digging in, grinding, trying, failing, picking yourself up, dusting yourself off, wearing all the hats. It It is intense. Yeah, we get these uh, periods in our life where we get stuck in a rut. Mm-hmm. And it takes, it takes effort to get out of that rut and change. And it's uncomfortable and it's hard, but you got to get out of that rut. And uh, reach it, man. So I, yes. I went through that. You know, with my first business, I it took. I was over analytical, thinking mm-hmm. what can go wrong. Well, finally, I did it, and it was amazing. But then I got comfortable in that business, and I got myself in a rut. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's that's uh, that intense focused effort. It's I understand it now. <laughs> that's the way to the next plateau in every area of yeah. life that matters, man. Since you talked about the holistic approach, faith, family, fitness, finance, friendships. If you're struggling in any of those areas, get out of your comfort zone. What you've been doing isn't working. You know, we're the only thing that God created that can wake up one day and go, you know what? I don't like where I'm heading. I want to head that way instead. And you can do something about it, right? What a gift. 
we, we had a mentor that spoke into our life a little bit. And one thing that I always remember, he told us, everything you want is outside of your comfort zone. Exactly. So if you already had it, you know, you've already got it. If you want it mm-hmm. and you don't have it, it's outside of your comfort zone. You got to get uncomfortable to get it. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's not always about just wanting more. It's about taking full advantage of this temporary gift that you have and doing something significant for the people you love, for God, for the people around you, serve well, build something significant. Yeah, it's, it's so rewarding. I, I just got off a call before I jumped on here with you, Ryan, with someone else. We were talking about how he and I were both swapping stories about how launching a business is helping save marriages. It's helping people get out of addictions. It's helping people come out of anxiety and depression. It's helping people become better parents. It's it's just launching a business. You think, yeah, you're just trying to make some extra money to pay the bills, right? No, the the stuff that's required internally to become the leader who's capable of running a successful business, that filters into all those other important areas of life. And suddenly you're better at everything because you've had to become a better person. You've had to work on you. And it that has a ripple effect. So it really is it's like almost someone needs to write the the book, you know, the business cure. Like, what are you talking about? Like, start a business, man. It's going to work on your health, your finances will be better, your marriage, your relationships, your family, your friendships, all that. Everything's just going to kind of rise because you're going to become a better person. I love it, man. I love that you recognize that, but it does take sacrifice initially. Yep. And I like what you said about, you know, it's not just about making more money. Yeah. That's like the side beautiful benefit. Yeah. And some people do that and that's fine. If if some people are just trying to make some some extra cash to pay the bills, I, I understand that, but um, that's not why I was doing this. I, I want to build a business. I want to build systems and teams and processes and and something bigger. So I, I approached it that way from the beginning. Well, I know enough about you to to know right now. I could call a timeout. We could stop this podcast, and I could say, "Here's where Mr. Ryan Otwell is going to be a year or two from now, barring outside crazy circumstances, health, and you know, a meteor strikes the planet, kind of stuff." Like we don't know those things, but the trajectory you're on right now, based only on what you've said so far. I've been doing this 20 years. You are going to be in an amazing place. You're going to be a leader, a coach, trainer, teacher, something. Just based on what you've said so far, because the the attitude, and I don't know your numbers. I think you made a post in the Facebook group that caught our attention. So we asked you to come be a guest, but that's not important. Where you're at right now, that's not important. The trajectory of what I'm hearing you say right now, I think people could rewind, listen to just what you've said. Ignore me if you get sick of hearing me talk. Just the stuff you've said. You've got the mindset game nailed down. You're going to do in this business or any other, I would argue. But this is one where the blueprint's right there and it's flexible and it helps you. Like, you know, you can take your business in your pocket to Hungary for a month with your wife a year from now, right? There's not every business is that way. You can't clean pools from Hungary and you got to hire someone and, you know, you got to have a proximity for a lot of business models. This one's not that. This one fits in your pocket as it's scaling. It's just, I just have to commend you, man. I can, I, I see really it from a mile away, man. means a lot coming from you. So I really appreciate that. Thank oh, you. It's, obviously, obviously. There's a lot more I could say on that point, but uh, you're, you're doing awesome, dude. So uh, back, back to the Amazon story. Yeah. Uh, a lot of hours in store aisles. Mm-hmm. Just being totally uncomfortable. People walking around you. It seems like they've made the aisles narrower. <laughs> so <laughs> they're just... Standing there, you know, it is uncomfortable, but they are there. The replans are there. There's opportunity everywhere. So um, we just we just kept putting the time in, 
And so I think something that helped me early on was I would I didn't have to hit a certain profit margin or a certain ROI to buy everything. If it would make me a little money and help me fill up a box, I would buy it. So like I would get my few products that were really good test ASINs and I'd want to send them in, but I don't have enough for a box. So I would try and find a few other things to just fill out the box and just start getting the repetitions in because you're going to run into roadblocks with the replens. Trying to trying to source is hard at first, but then after that, trying to learn how to do a shipment, that's really hard. Trying to learn how to do this, that every step along the way, you're going to start hitting roadblocks. So I was just trying to get those reps in, trying to get enough stuff so I can start doing shipments and, and keep it going. And, you know, the shipments started growing and I started getting better at sourcing and month after month slowly was growing. And then I hired a couple VAs and that goes back to what I was saying. I wanted to, to build a business. I was not ready to bring on VAs. I was still learning myself, but I know in the end, I want to have that system in place so that when I am ready for VAs, they, they were ready to hit the ground running. So I, I took on a couple of VAs. They had zero experience in Amazon. I reached out to them through a, a church network and they're going to technical college. Remy and Raven, I want to give a shout out to them because they are awesome. They're doing really great stuff. Where are they from? They're in the Philippines. Okay. And what, what are you paying their hourly wage? They're, they're at $4 an hour right now. Yeah. Nice. They're, they're Which is part, part time. So they were going to college uh, for technical school. Yeah. And I recently talked to them, you know, I, I was just going to hire one person and it's a brother and a sister and they live together. So I was like, well, I'll hire both of you. And, you know, I can't give you, you know, full-time hours right now, but I'll, I hired both of them. And I talked to him a couple of weeks ago and I was like, I, I'm probably not the best one to train you. It's not my forte, but I, I found somebody that can help get us some training, but it, you know, it's expensive. And I just want to make sure that you guys want to stick around long-term I don't expect you to work for me forever, but you know, are, are you going to be around just for the summer or, or a few years? Or what are you thinking? And they were so excited because they said they're going to this school with hopes of coming out of college to get a job like this. Mm. And that everybody there is, it's very competitive marketplace yeah. and everybody's trying to get these jobs. And so they were at the point where they're like, we don't even want to go back to college we want to work for you and we want to keep pursuing this. And so, yes, please, you know, offer the training. So they just got hooked up with uh, some additional training they're starting this week. But again, you know, I was not in the place to maybe bring on VAs, but they're progressing very well. And I think uh, in a couple months, I'm, I'm going to be so happy that they're on my team. That's tremendous. And for those who aren't aware of Philippines, $4 an hour. Who would drop out of college to get a $4 an hour job? What? Well, you have to remember that in the Philippines, the average hourly rate wage is $1 per hour. So you're paying them four times minimum wage, which in the United States would be about $60 an hour as far as spending power to work for you. So yeah, that's a good job. You can see someone dropping out of school to go get 60 bucks an hour, right? So it makes total sense. And the opportunity is so expansive. And that is one of the most undertapped, misunderstood resources available to us. For those of us who are blessed to live in an economy where we use the US dollar, that is a very strong currency. You can find virtual assistance, VAs, primarily in the Philippines, for the most part in our community, 
they will work hard, take the training that you give them, dive deep, even like you said, no experience, that's okay, we'll get them trained. None of this is rocket science. None of this is technically difficult. It's just a matter of putting in the time to learn the process. And once you understand it, which we encourage our students to understand it before you try to hire people to do it or teach it to them yourself, once you understand it, yeah, you you can get to the point where as so many of our guests have attested to on this podcast, this is a business where you check your numbers and your VAs run all the daily details. You're not seeing or touching your inventory. It can be completely automated. Can't start there day one. You got to grow into that. But you're well on your way, Ryan. It sounds like uh, you're well on your way towards that goal. Absolutely. And uh, so as as that uh, kept growing, my shipments are getting bigger. We also brought on a couple local team members. Mm-hmm. Um, Dana and Faith, I'll give them a shout out too. Those guys are awesome. They're a couple ladies from church. And once a week, they come over and they just knock out a huge shipment. It's incredible. I used to you know, come home from work. I wake up before anybody wakes up and I go clean pools and I come home and I work all night after everybody goes to sleep. But now on uh, Thursdays or, or Fridays, depends what day they come, I go home or I go out and clean pools all day and I come back and they're wrapping up my shipment and I don't have to stay up all night long doing a shipment. Yeah. And it costs so, you a little bit of money, but it's still a profitable process. So it's worth it because you can yes. continue to grow instead of running on the treadmill yourself. And so, so far I've, I've really liked it. I was, I was wanting to get to a prep center really soon, but there are some really good benefits I see to having it running out of my house. One yeah. is the speed, the turnaround time. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas like some people, their stuff's still sitting on a shelf at a prep center. Mine's already at Amazon shelf yep. because uh, you know I'm turning it around when I want to. Yep, And it's cheaper too. So yeah. there, I have a little bit more control. I think we'd, we'll still leverage a, a prep center for some things, but... Um, Right now, it's it's been working great. Yeah, and, I'll give you a couple other pretty good benefits too. You can turn on some merchant fulfill and take advantage of a lot of opportunities there where you're shipping to customers yourself, which allows you to dive into some of the local sales that you hit. Like let's say Kroger puts a sale on an item, you know, marks it way down across the whole country, across the entire United States or Publix, you know, near you. All the stores having the same sale right now. Well, if you're an FBA seller, you stay away from those because by the time you get it home, prep it, ship it in, or your, your uh, prep center does it for you, it's going to be two, three weeks from now. It's going to be landing at Amazon the exact same time everybody else got excited about that sale and the price is going to drop. But if you're a merchant fulfill, while it's in your shopping cart at Publix, you're listing it and you get home and you got orders already because that's a great price and you sell all 30 units that day or the two or three days. And you're in and out before anyone else has even responded FBA mm-hmm. and started beating each other up, right? So there's all kinds of merchant fill, especially around Christmas time, uh, in, you know, where things slow down at the Amazon warehouses. It could take four or six weeks or longer to check something in. And you're just like, whoa, my inventory's stuck in limbo. You'd be shipping stuff like crazy if it was in your garage. So yeah, having your own ability to prep if you live in the United States and you can do some merchant fulfill out of your home, do some of your own prep, Absolutely. I talked to one of our students not too long ago. They're doing hundreds of thousands monthly of FBA and local Merchant Fulfill. Yeah, he's he's crushing it. Mm -hmm. Chris, yeah, he's doing well. I I actually reached out to him. We're both in the Tampa Bay area. Oh, this is someone else. This is another guy in in this area. 
Yeah. Oh, gotcha. Hey, gotcha. Up near me. I, we actually met for lunch. Yeah. I mean, so it just it illustrates there's a bunch of people doing FBA slash FBM, both gotcha. at scale. Mm-hmm. Awesome. It's on my list of things to do. <laughs> I need some more time in the day to fit that, that FBM in. Slow and, and steady, man. Yep, Slow exactly. and steady. I was expecting an exit from this pool business uh, a couple months ago, and it fell through. Mm. Uh, that was part of the reason that uh, I lit this fire under my butt. I wanted to get this revenue churning as I was exiting that business. That exit has not happened, but I've, I've got the the revenue churning, so that's good. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, when right I, when now I you're just I can build some time, or or yep. if I've got enough uh, revenue to have multiple shipments a week. Yeah. where I can have them come in several days a week, then yes, FBM is definitely on my mind. Beautiful. Yeah, you'll get there, man. One one step at a time. Baby steps in the right direction. will get you to beautiful yep. places, dude. You're, and that's exactly what you're doing right now. Yep. So uh, let's see. I guess about a month ago, I, I got into the coaching program and I started leaning into OA as well. Nice. OA, uh, that helped me a lot as far as leveraging my time, being able to purchase larger quantities at a time. And I can do it at night, you know, when mm-hmm. it's quiet in the house. You don't so, have to stand in a crowded store aisle. I mean, we love both. And I, I swear by both. You know, I, I'll go yeah. stand in a grocery store aisle anytime and find great replens. Easy done, but it's more convenient to be at home on your computer for sure. Yeah, but exactly. Either way works. So, how's yeah. that going for you so far? So far, it's been really good, and I've had I've only had a couple of the uh, proactive coaching sessions, and right. they've been great. Um, really, it's just been I don't know. It's just the basic stuff. Like uh, I didn't know my numbers, so I got inventory labs, and then you know that took me quite a while to set up and get everything input the way it needed to be. And then um, the next coaching session, I ended up deciding we need to get a repricer going. So uh, got that going, got that set up. Big jump in, in the velocity, which was nice. Nice. Um, Very good. Hey, we'll get back to the show in just a second, but I've got to tell you about a great sponsor who's just joined us. I'm talking about Sellerboard. This is a very popular service used by many Amazon sellers in our community because they understand how important it is, how crucial it is to know your numbers. How do you know how profitable you are? All those fees, the different expenses, the cost of goods sold. How do you track it all? Sellerboard is phenomenal. Starting as low as just $15 a month with a two-month trial on top of that, you really need to check these guys out. Get over to silentgym.com slash numbers. Again, silentgym.com slash numbers. It's time to know your numbers. It's an accurate profit analytics software tool just for Amazon sellers. They've been doing this since 2017. It is a really cool tool doing some things that I'm unaware of anyone else doing. So the pricing starts at $15. Like I said, get your two-month trial at silentgym.com slash numbers. The next coaching session, I ended up deciding we need to get a repricer going. So uh, got that going, got that set up. Big jump in, in the velocity, which was nice. Nice. Um, Very good. So then I'm ready to, uh, I think I've got that honed in for now at least. So I'm ready to maybe get into more strategic stuff 
which um, is a question I want to ask you. I don't know if you mind if I ask you a question right now. Oh, I love questions during the interviews. Absolutely. What you got? So how can I best leverage my coach? What are the things I should be asking them as far as like, I want, you know, strategy and systems processes. Like what are the things I should be asking them to use? I that love, in? man, I love that question. And, you know, we've been doing coaching for coming up on 20 years in e-commerce with right now a team of 60 coaches, 10,000 students approximately coming up on coached, which blows my mind. But we've been doing a couple of things since the very beginning that makes it very different. And I used to spend a lot of time defending myself from people kind of saying, oh, you can't do it that way. That'll never last. People aren't going to pay money for that. And now I'm proud of the thing I'm about to share with you that I think the most valuable aspect of coaching Besides the technical details and hey, use this software, use this tool, you know, here's the strategy you should deploy to find more replans with this software. You know, that's that's sort of, that's all beautiful. Insights into how to use Keepa, things you haven't noticed before, technical type of information, second to none. But the relationship, getting to know somebody who's doing this business at a high level. They have integrity. They've got a teacher's heart. They've got a successful business. They've navigated that period of intense focused effort and they've come out on the other side of it with something amazing. Just learning, being exposed to and spending quality time with and asking them questions about their business and how they figure, how do you do this? You know, whatever challenge you have now, whatever frustration points you have now, like, do you remember when you were facing this frustration? Like, what's the reality like now that you are where you are? Ask them about their business. Treat them as a mentor. I think that's some of the most valuable things you can do. Obviously, you want to follow their instructions and, and take those, you know, follow the path. Keep They'll keep you out of away from anything crazy. Like, hey, I've got this t-shirt design idea. I think I want to give a shot. Like, no, let, let, let's put merch as an experiment we're going to do later. Let's stay focused on finding more replans, right? You need that coach role, but that mentor role of someone who's a little further down the road than you are and just ask them, you know, what's the reality of this? Where am I heading with this? The Jim Rohn quote that I love to use, I'm pretty sure it was Jim Rohn and I've, I've quoted him many times. Hopefully I'm not quoting the wrong guy and no one's ever corrected me is if you want to know who you're going to be five years from now, just look at the content you're consuming and the people you're hanging out with. You want to make that person, someone that you're hanging out with, build a relationship with them. Talk through some of the things that they're struggling with, right? So the relational aspect, it's not so much a bunch of boxes you check. And this was the thing that I got a bunch of pushback on when we first launched the coaching program was some of the coaches were like, well, I want a workbook that I can go through with the students. I'm like, no, we're not going to do that because every student's different. They've got unique advantages. They've got a different financial situation, a different part of the world, different unique opportunities based on their geographic location, different levels of business experience, risk tolerance, right? All these things, the amount of time they have, you're going to get to know that person. You're going to take them from where they are now to a better place. And you're going to figure out a system between you and them, how to go from where they are now, point A to point B, where they could be. You're going to give them that trajectory and you're going to help them on that path. So that's what it should feel like. And that's what it should be like. And that's up to you as much as it is them. But the asset that you have, this is where I've done my homework is that person you're talking to, they're a person of integrity with a teacher's heart. They love seeing you succeed. They've determined all that. And they've built a beautiful, successful business using the stuff they're teaching you. So you've got a mentor. So treat it like you would a mentor, right? 
And then it becomes worth exponentially more than the investment that you've made because you've got a relationship, you've got a potential business partner, you know what their challenges are, right? So it's the relational aspects. That's how you take full advantage. And the people who go on to just rave about our coaching program have more to say about their coach and the relationship they built with their coach than they do the technical details of, I remember session three, you showed me how to use the data feature of Keepa, and that changed my life. It's like, yeah, we did that, but it's the relation. You know, make it over Zoom. It's not an impersonal phone call. Get on Zoom, spend time together, get to know that person on the other end. Uh, so that's my long answer, but that is an excellent question. I don't know that I've been asked that in a while, but I really like my answer. And uh, it, it comes from having worked with, you know, at this point, we got 60 coaches. We've probably worked with 100 plus over the, over the 20 years we've been doing this. And, and those are the ones that really last and really make a difference and impact in people's lives. I mean, you'll see plenty of people coming up and hugging and crying with their coach at our events. It's like, those are relationships, man. That's what we want. Yeah, I'm looking forward to going. Um, I don't know if Ed is my uh, proactive coach. I didn't ask him. I don't know if he's going to be there, but uh, Jessica's uh, reactive coach of mine. And Fantastic. I yeah. Great. Guys. I mean, everyone on our team is just amazing. Mm-hmm. I know Jessica will be at the event for sure. And yeah, we're, we've got uh, 40 breakout sessions and most of those are either with a very successful student in our community or a coach on our team who, again, has the qualifications we already listed. Yeah, it's going to be fantastic. Well, what else do you want to tell me about your business, buddy? How you, How's your business doing? Maybe the numbers or uh, how many ASINs do you have? Or is there anything else you want to unpack with me? So in April, we were at like 15,000 in revenue. Okay. So basically January was from zero. January 1st, you know, I started the replans. Okay. New business, new year. January um, 2023. Yeah. You know, basically starting at zero. Mm-hmm. April, we were up to 15,000, which I was very happy with. And then we started setting some family goals. And I would recommend this to anybody who has kids, family member, especially if your wife's not on board and you know it's your, your deal, get them involved, make it part of the family's deal. Mm-hmm. So we created a, a goal sheet for the family. Oh, I love it. For those who are listening only, it's like one of those thermometers that you fill up over time and you check yeah. off the different benchmarks. You got a full plug. You can it's see like, the, the little boy is the one coloring. I, oh, I can definitely tell. It's it gives you coloring on there and you more than hit your goal, it looks like. Yeah, it exploded out the top. So we That's set awesome. a goal. If we sold $25,000 in revenue in one month, we would take a trip to a theme park. And I thought it would take us a couple months to get there. Well, I love it. In May, we did 31,000. So we went from 15 to 31,000 in a month's time, which uh, yeah. exceeded, exceeded expectations, to say the least. That's phenomenal. So how old are your kids and, and how many? What's the they're, they're about to have birthdays and they're, they're going to be five and eight, two boys. And they're in on the business. Yeah. And so Oliver, I, I shared a couple of things on Facebook. Oliver has bought some product, products. He's, he's the one that's going to be eight. He's taken some of his money and bought products and we've sold them on Amazon and he's making money on Amazon with Now, me. was that the picture of the kid with all his money lined up on the floor? That was the one. That was yeah. you guys. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So it's so amazing because instead of, you know, he's at an age, he wants to buy everything he of sees. Of course. Everything. Yeah. And like even the most ridiculous stuff, like he wants us to buy an island. <laughs> but yeah, sure. Yeah, why not? With wants, horses and ponies. Buy yeah. everything. So he's been able to buy toys. Yep. that are not for him. Mm-hmm. He's bought some toys 
and sold them and been able to make money. So that's well just, done, Dad. I mean, do you do you know the you know it, you're a great parent? Obviously, that is a tremendous lesson. Many people can take away, but do you know the invaluable lesson you're instilling in him right now. There's a what the name of it is like. It's one of the the key moral factors that you need to put in their storehouse. The sooner the better. Delayed gratification. Right. Right. You've heard the term. Yes. Most kids. It's most parents, it never occurs to them to be intentional about teaching that. And you're teaching them that. That, like, that was that was the goal there. And it that's why they're one dollar bills too, because he can't yeah. understand, you know, yeah, how much money he made on a screen. But mm-hmm. I could show him the first picture where he has this many one dollar bills, and then mm-hmm. the second picture he has a lot more one dollar bills. Mm-hmm. It helps him to understand that when yep. you're talking about delayed gratification. So yeah, putting putting money at risk today. And, and denying myself what I want now so that I can have more later and I can do something significant that rewards my future self. That person I haven't even met yet is going to benefit. Me, a year from now, is going to be better off because of the sacrifices I'm making now. And even adults, a lot of adults don't understand that. That's fantastic, man. So you're building young entrepreneurs. They're involved yeah, in your you business. We got a new goal. So this is the new sheet we just made. Oh, you got a new blank Go thermometer. Gotcha. What's at the top of that one? Is that 150? 50. 50 at the top of that one. Okay. And we're going to do RV camping. 50 for the, if you hit fifty roll $50,000 in sales in a rolling 30 days, you're going to go on an RV camp out. That's it. Yep. And that's tremendous, that. man. Love it. Well so yeah, done. Yeah, involve man. the family and then celebrate that that time. You know, let them see that they don't understand how hard I'm working and why I'm always in the office and why I'm always working. These are the ways that you can show them the results of that and why we're doing it because they could see me clean a pool and understand that's work. But when Mm -hmm. they see me sitting in the office on the computer, Mm -hmm. it's, it's hard to make that connection. Yeah. Because that's what guys do when they play video games in their mom's (laughs) basement too. Right. So it's like, what's the difference? Yeah. They need to see, have that physical, tangible evidence uh, that, as and again, that evidence is those the, you know the profits. We're, there's a lot of people buying this stuff. The stuff that's coming through our house and our garage. That's another benefit when you have young kids. Of, by the way, of having merchant fulfill in your home, those lessons they can touch and see and and experience. Put tape on the boxes. They can put stickers on the products, and you know they can feel the business. So yeah, it's very important with these. Uh, you know, virtual businesses that we run that our kids experience and, and see us sacrificing to build and it can be a part of it with I us. I gotta tell you this, uh, this is pretty funny. You'll get a kick out of this. So I'm helping to teach Oliver's Bible school class and um, they do prayer requests at the beginning of class. So Oliver raises his hand and he's like, I want to say thank you that we got $25,000. There's a yep. little more to it there. We but. hit a business goal and it's, you know, it's not all profits, but yes, yeah, so we're very thankful. But, yeah. you know, hey, you got to consider the, the net margins, you know, come on yeah. now. But no, no, it that's, takes back the other teachers in the room like, what do you what? mean you just got $25,000? <laughs> that's awesome, dude. I love it. But that's how involved they are. Yep. That's, that's how integrated they are into it. Yeah, it's, we talk it, about it. It still so reminds me, I've loved this for about 10 years. It's another thing I say all the time, but it kind of goes along the lines of that whole balance thing that a lot of people are like, I, I don't feel like my life has been balanced for 20 years, man. It's been beautifully blended in an out of balance, different way every day, but we've blended together. And it, here's the way I say it is, I don't know if I'm being a good 
child of God or a good husband or a good dad or a good business owner or a good member of the community at any given time? Am I being good? Which one am I doing? Like, no, I'm doing all of them at the same time. They're all together. They're all blended together. My kids are in my business. My kids are part of what I'm doing with the church. And my kids are part of, you know, that's why I stay healthy is, you know, to be able to serve those people better. So am I being a better husband right now than I was half an hour ago when my wife wasn't here? Like, no, it's all blended, man. At all times, I'm all these things blended together it, because it's all integrated. We're under the same roof. Kids are doing it with us. Integrate as much as you possibly can all these areas of life. So you can be doing all of it at the same time versus because sometimes people come to like, how do you keep it all balanced? It's like, I don't even try to do that. I just blend it all together. I love it. It's awesome. That's so good, man. Well, what else is on your mind? You've built a beautiful business. You've hit some beautiful numbers. We need to share the net margins. We're kind of... Yeah, so everybody, yeah. Who cares what the revenue is, right? Exactly. Um, so May was 31,000 at a 16% margin, 32% ROI. That's before expenses. So, you know, I've got operating expenses. That's before I paid my VAs, my shippers, sure. um, software. I made some money. And so I got to buy a GL policy. So I did the annual there. That's, you know, $1,000 out the door and some equipment. But it also does not include cash back, which some of these, uh, Rakuten sites will give you 20% cash back sometimes on an order. So none of that's included. My credit card cash back's not included. Right. And turning credit card points is not included either. So we've we've already got a thousand dollar bonus on credit cards. Yeah. Um, just from the spend. So yep. I think those those kind of offset each other. All that to say, I've got, you know, the margin minus expenses plus the bonuses. So yeah, you're putting you're putting several thousand in the bank at that point. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I haven't paid myself yet. You know, I'm I'm putting everything back into the business. That's wise if you can do it. Going, you know, just supporting ourselves from from our normal income. Mm-hmm. So that's it. That's fantastic, man. Yeah, you, you're on a great trajectory. You have sounds like to me a good deal of confidence in your ability to find new replens. Right? How's that going? How many have you found? Well, I'll say I've I've probably tested 500 or more. How many of those are replens? That's a good question. <laughs> It's hard for me to stop and slow down and go back and retest a lot of them. There's so much opportunity in front of me mm. that it's it's hard. It's like the distraction, you know. So um, that's something that's on my mind to to sit down and go back and actually figure out how many of them are actual replens. Well, VA can help you with that too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. How many of these were one time, one off? You know, we can't get it to that price anymore. That's, you know, I don't want to walk away from those $20 bills and those $50 little, you know, one-time bumps. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Versus how many of these are like, oh, we need to go buy more of this. Yeah, you need to have someone to keep an eye on that for right. sure. Because you, I, there's the, a lot of opportunity there. If you've found probably, 500 already. Yeah, I'd say over half of those are, I would probably be buying again. And several of them I have over mm-hmm. and over, but mm-hmm. I, I don't have a number, like how many mm-hmm. of them. I've replenished. And that's um, not a, that's a fairly interesting strategy too for a new seller, just thinking it through and hearing you describe it. Uh, it's been a while since I was at that stage and my team operates a little differently than that. But typically when you're testing replens, that's your highest degree of confidence that you'll ever have is those first couple sales. You know, like, oh, that's a winner. Oh, I, okay, I made some money. Now, a month from now, will that still be making money? Six months from now? I don't know. There's a question mark on there. Am I better served since I'm so good at finding these things, just finding more, 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 more and, and plan yeah. on them only lasting a month. 
and ignoring the ones that could have lasted three, six, nine months, a year. Just ignoring those because I've just plowed forward finding the good ones constantly. The ones that I have a high degree of confidence, they're going to make me money in the next 60 to 90 days. I've kind of got, I probably have a looser definition of the replans because of that. Where, yeah. like, for example, I, I've found some like a certain brand and a certain product that I find it at just such a killer price that I, I can't pass it up and I buy a bunch of them. Mm-hmm. Well, I would think, well, that's a one time deal. Well, next week, a different website has the same product on a different sale. Mm-hmm. And then next week, a different website. So, like, uh, I'm able to, to buy the same product six, 10, 15 times at different places at different times. So yeah, if I just looked at it, it's a replan. This is the sale. And it was on clearance sale, so it was a good price. Well it's not really we almost need to clarify the replan definition a little bit. If I have to buy it somewhere else to get the same price, is that still a replan? Yeah, sure it is. Yeah. As long as you can go back and get more when you need it Mm -hmm. at a price that you I guess the difference would be I'm not buying it at full retail. Yeah, like yeah, it's not it's yeah. a price that I can I can recapture every so mm-hmm. often. Yeah, it's consistently absolutely, and it's it's not really even territory worth parsing because if if as long as you're making a profit, we're happy. Just we just like to see people building a system that can be easily communicated and turned over to others. And if you're just constantly hitting sales, man, that's a churn. That's just a real churn. The replens business, you kind of drift into. You've got people on your team that can be kind of mindlessly just doing their job, making you money. That's the beauty of a replens. I can train our shoppers, I often say, in five minutes. It's like, okay, get your get out your smartphone. I just shared a spreadsheet with you. That tells you what stores to go to and what stuff to buy. And the numbers are going to change every day. Yeah, so how often are... like This, this brings up a question that I wrestle with. Yeah. What you were just talking about a minute ago, that maybe in a month, it's not viable anymore. So how often are you rechecking the viability of them? If something sits in our inventory for 30 days, little alarm bell goes off. We haven't made a sale on an ASIN in 30 days. We want to take a look at what's going on there and make a decision at that point. And we're not going to send any more. As your your inventory is getting low, you're just replenishing. No, it's not as it gets low. It's as it sells. As it sells. Oh, Not, okay. We don't wait for zero. Okay, I guess you know, so we I sold did. one today. We're going to take a look at it. That triggers us to look at the ASIN. We sold one. Take a look at it. We and haven't sold any in thirty days. Sitting there, then you reevaluate. Look at the charts again. Yeah. So we we try to keep a month's worth of all of our good ASINs. If one sells today, we make note of it. Hey, we need to order another one of this one. If there's a profitable sale made today, next time we order, at least one. If we sell three or four today. Okay, that number becomes three or four. That's how many we need to order next time we order. If we don't see any sales over a 30-day period on an ASIN, that also rings a similar bell that says, go take a look at this one. What's going on here? Is it profitable or not? Why not? Oh, just drop our price down a little bit. Now we're within range. We're still profitable. Those sales count as replen sales. We're going to go order more. Yeah. Suddenly, Amazon comes in with 18,000 units you know, for $2 on an ASIN that used to be beautiful for us. Dropping the price, selling out, put it on our calendar to revisit a couple months from now to see what it looks like. This is definitely on my mind every day. I I need to take some time to get some of that, those systems in place and kind of look back, take some time to look back, maybe get my VAs involved with that as well. Yeah. And these are all easily systemized processes over time. But what that allows you to do is capture the winners consistently, get rid of and purge the losers consistently, 
and you're constantly fueling that machine with new replens. And they're everywhere. And and that scale, and they are absolutely everywhere. You've obviously had that light bulb aha moment where you're like, oh my gosh, they are everywhere. And I know there's people out there, every time we say that, they want to pull their hair out. Because like, I've been trying for a month and I haven't found one yet. What are you talking about? Like, oh, you're you're scanning barcodes, right? Are you looking at a product and going, is this a good product? And you look on Amazon. No, that's not a good product. You look at one listing. Like we can get you to the point where you do see these everywhere. And then it's just a matter of, like you said, building systems. Right. Well, what else is on your mind, man? Anything we left out of your story? Any other uh, um, any other insights about the business? I would just say that there is no convenient time to chase your goals. There's no convenient time to chase a dream. We started this in January and we had to move. At the same time that we had to move, my wife had a death in the family in Hungary. So she left for two weeks while I moved the kids and I had some help. My parents came as well. My phone wasn't working in the stores. My phone was dying, the battery. So like we, we trudged through some very difficult first couple months. It was like, as soon as you made a decision to do something, like I'm going to do this, then, you know, all the obstacles, obstacles start popping up. Yes. There's no inconveniences. Yeah. Yeah. This the the emotionally draining circumstances, the randomness of. That's why I call us business building warriors. You've got to visualize those. Like that is an enemy. My battery used to last for nine hours. Now it's lasting for forty five minutes. It's going to take me a day to go to Verizon figure this out. Like, no, no, that is an attack. <laughs> That's a boulder flying at the little castle you're trying to build. What are you going to do about it, man? You respond back. Figure it out. You, you you stand in the store till your phone dies and then and you, you go, go charge it again. You, you buy a battery pack, you know, a big old fat battery pack. You figure it out. For every challenge, there's a solution in this business. You talk to other people in our Facebook group. Hey, this is happening. What do you guys do when this happens? And you hear those encouraging solutions. Yeah. Which oh, is man. great. Yeah, the, the Facebook, great. Facebook group is awesome. Yeah, so, I, well, I agree. I learn every day in there. A couple, a couple tips. Listen to the podcast. So in probably about three months, I listened to every single episode. I was listening to the podcast all day while I was working. And I listened to podcasts on one and a half speed. So you can you can go through them pretty quick. So I sound like a chipmunk when I laugh. That's yeah. awesome. I love it. <laughs> yeah, one and a half is about my limit. 1.6. Like when I listen to audiobooks, it's 1.6, maybe 1.7. And after that, it's just a little ridiculous. <laughs> but that is a great, great tip. I read a full book last weekend, like a 15 chapter long, what was it, 600 plus pages in a weekend. It's 1.7 and listen, fly right through that thing. Your brain can listen far faster than people can talk. It's a That's great cool. tip. Consume yeah. that content. But as a guy who's listened to every podcast episode in a very short period of time, like I haven't done that. Like That's work I've done in, since 2016 till now. Mm-hmm. So I just love to hear your perspective on what you'd like to hear more of, or if there's anything so, that we yeah, stopped the, doing or started doing that you're like, hey, I missed this, or why'd you move away from that? You know, just fill me in. Like, what's your so, perspective? Like, all of the the technical episodes are great. There's nothing wrong with that. It's great information, but it's it's the stories. I think you know this, and I think uh, I'm not telling you anything anything new, but hearing people succeed gives you hope and yeah. and lets you know that. It's like you said earlier, you're just uh, destroying excuses because there's people so much more disadvantaged than you who are doing much more amazing things than you are. So for me, I listened to all the technical episodes. They were great, 
but I really latched on to the stories. To me, that's that's where it's at. Just the the human state is it's natural for us to be negative. Pessimism is just natural. It is just the human condition. And the only way to overcome that is to just keep putting good stuff in. Yeah. So that that was how I focused. That's how I was able to work so hard and keep at it and not get discouraged is because I just keep putting the good stuff in. Like they did it, they did it. Yep. They did it. I've got a name for that phenomenon. I call it the pessimist's dilemma. It's when they're confronted with a bunch of people that are doing something that they consider to be impossible. The pessimist's dilemma. What are you going to do with that? Right. right? Are you going to ignore them? You're going to say, well, comparison is the thief of joy. I'm just going to not pay attention to those people. Are you going to be inspired by them? Are you going to join them? It's a true dilemma. Like I refuse to let go of my pessimism in the face of overwhelming evidence that I just got a bad attitude. And that's the only problem. I got an excuse list that I need to set a match to. That's the, it's the guy in the mirror that's the issue. That's a very uncomfortable realization to come to. It's a dilemma. Yep. <laughs> and I love just throwing it in the face of people. All these, and I, I love how you said it, you know, less qualified, more challenges, more health issues. They just moved and their wife's in hungry because of a death in the family and their phone doesn't even work and they're doing it, right? I mean, that's what you're doing today. Yep. You're destroying some excuses. Well done, man. I love it. That's a great point. But what else is on that great list? Man? Uh, Sounds like a future uh, book to me. Eliminate the employee mentality. So that, that's something that I've been working on for years. I can imagine a lot of people struggle with that if they have not been in business before to come from a world of, trading time for money and having a paycheck to starting a business where you you work a lot for free mm-hmm. <laughs> because you're not working for money you're you're working for something different so i think that that could be a good thing for a lot of people to to figure out how to work on that get the employee mentality out of your head yeah um, yeah and you know what something that comes to mind when you say that is we are all entrepreneurs I often say, you know, when people have kids, I say, we're all homeschool parents. Like, no, no, I don't homeschool. I absolutely do. I would sure hope that they're learning far more at home than they are in that brick building that you send them to for a few hours a day. Like, we're all homeschool parents. Even a non-existent absent parent is a homeschool parent. He's just really, really, really bad at it. But that is your commitment. That is your obligation. Well, when you have a job, we're all entrepreneurs. Just because you punch a clock and go to work, you've got one customer. That's the person who signs your paycheck. That's your customer. And if that customer stops receiving the service that they were hoping to get from your service, from your efforts, they're going to stop paying you. That's called getting fired. Some of us choose, instead of having one customer, we choose to have a bunch of customers and be the guy in charge of the entrepreneurial endeavor versus someone else is in charge and building their dreams with our efforts. That's the only difference between having a job. So you say, get rid of the employee mindset, I just think of move from having one customer to actually being charged of the operation and having multiple customers. Yeah. And not, not trading your time for money. Like mm-hmm. what, what could be worse? Build systems. Money comes and goes. Time only goes. It's your most precious commodity. And we sell our time. Unfortunately, that's, that's how we're kind of raised in, in this uh, culture to yeah. be employees and, and to sell our time. Or, or worse yet, just completely wasted entirely. Yep. You know, so, aimless endeavors and if, 
entertainment, you know, and unending opportunities for entertainment. And I love that you said earlier on, you gave up TV, right? That's one of the best things you can do to get serious. If you're ready to look at the person in the mirror and point at them and go, maybe you're the problem here a little bit. If you're ready for that, one of the first things you can do is, yeah, turn off some of that garbage, man. Yep, absolutely. Well done. We, we oh, anything already else on your list? I'm going to have to plug my laptop battery in if we don't wrap up <laughs> soon because I'm getting a low power warning. <laughs> sure. I already asked you a couple of these questions. One other question I'd, I'd like to ask you. Um, I know you've talked about using shoppers. What, what are some ideas to fairly compensate somebody for shopping? Where it can still be profitable for you and it's fair for them? And like, what I've, seen, I've seen many arrangements and I've got to say that my favorite is just hourly, just hourly. The 99 hourly? Yep. Pay them hourly and make it a set fee. And if they really demonstrate that they are on board and, and kind of killing it, that's when you can start to make some other arrangements with them and maybe get them a profit share or have them kind of help start. Going. But just hourly, go get this stuff on the list and see how they do. If they're keeping it in their trunk over the weekend and it's, getting roasted in 98 degree weather and they bring it in on a Monday and it's can't you like that guy doesn't get it. Like we're trying to build a business here. No. So just give them a few months of just a straight hourly. And then if they've earned their way into kind of like, yeah, this guy gets it, man. That's when you start to um, go a little deeper with them. Hopefully that helps Okay, kind of yeah. think through that. Yeah. Just keep them straight hourly. So uh, I don't have any uh, anything else jumping out of my notes. I am in Tampa Bay. So if, if any others want to reach out who are in the area, feel free. Uh, I'm in touch with a few people and we're planning to uh, get some meetups started. So Yeah, I love to see those kind of organically happen. People in our free Facebook group, there's a link at silentgym.com. You can see we've got some posts where we help people form those kind of relationships and jump into those informal meetups. Absolutely. You probably have some people reach out to you mentioned the city there. We've got people all over the world, 73,000 people in our Facebook groups. So there's probably someone near a major city near you that you can start to discover some other folks in the area. So outstanding, man. Well, this was a great, this was a great episode. Very encouraging way for me. Here we are on a Friday as we're recording this, ending the week. Just a great way to wrap up the week, man. Great job, Brian. Good, good getting to know you, man. Appreciate you having me on. Thank and you, sir. For everything you're doing. It's amazing. Thank you, brother. Now, this, you know, this is a, it's a ministry. That's how we treat it around here. We want to change people's lives with the stuff we teach and, and I appreciate you being a part of it today. Let me talk to the listeners for it just a second. It all belongs to God. That's right, man. We're just stewards, 100%. If you don't understand what stewardship is, you know, read up on it. That's how I approach my business and life. But let me talk to the listeners for just a second. Thanks for joining Ryan and I today as we wrap this up before my laptop battery dies, hopefully. <laughs> well, it's been a pleasure hanging out with you guys today. Spending some good quality time with another successful proven Amazon course student, coaching student in our program. If you want to hear dozens of recent stories like this from other folks that we've interviewed, students of the proven Amazon course, just scroll back in time on this podcast. We got a bunch of them. And if you're listening to this before July 6th through 8th, 2023, you should come to Columbus, Ohio and join about 600 of us going to be getting together at The Proven Conference. The website is theprovenconference.com. We're really hoping that Ryan and his wife can make it. We'd love to see them there. Sounds like they're going to be able to be there along with a bunch of others from this community. So make some plans to join us if you possibly can. But hey, Ryan, one last time. Well done today, buddy. Good job, man. Thank you.
Thank you, my friend. And to all the business building warriors, God bless you. We'll have another great episode for you real soon. We'll talk to you then. Hey, thanks for hanging out today. Before I let you go, one short reminder. We are so grateful to our new sponsor to this program, Seller Board. If you haven't checked them out yet, get over to silentgym.com slash numbers. This is the software that tells you if you're profitable or not. It helps you track all of your expenses, your KPIs, sales, refunds, advertising costs, all of it, profit, loss. This is tremendous software that fills a gap in the marketplace. Many successful sellers in our community are using this tool to help them know which of their products are profitable and which ones aren't. You'll love Sellerboard for just $15 a month starting. You can really dial in and know how your business is doing. Silentgym.com slash numbers. Talk to you next time. Thank you for listening to Silent Sales Machine Radio. Visit silentgym.com for a link to our free newsletter, our free Facebook group, and all of our resources mentioned on today's show.